Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly Sports Radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome in to South Philly Sauce, and Odyssey original brought to you by Jack Daniels and 94 WIP. Ashlyn Sullivan, Al Morganti here with you for the second week of hockey season ramping up. And Philadelphia right now is insane. Al, I know you went to the game last night. How was it? It was awesome. I was with uh, Danny Breer. Uh, Garnet Hathaway was there. Uh, Tippett was in the box. It was terrific. And everybody was, they were jacked for this game. It was great seeing all the crowd. And I could just tell the players like, we want some of this. We want some. Bring some of this noise to the home opener because it was a great event. And uh, you know, this is early in the day of the home opener, but I'm ready to head down there because it's going to be such chaos down at the sports center today. Yes, today is definitely a crazy day with the Phillies and the soccer match in the stadium. But it brings a certain energy to the home opener. And I know Jonesy was talking about going to the baseball game as well. So it's been cool out to see how all the teams are really supporting each other, especially this week. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, we're at the game and uh, Kelsey and his brother were on the big screen. I don't know if it was on TV, but it was. It, it was, was on, the big on TV. Yeah. They always showed them. Yes, yeah, it was on the. So many yeah. Taylor Swift references, which. Yeah, nobody missed, nobody missed Taylor Swift, so it was fine. <laughs> rather have them. So it was great. And you could just feel the energy. And, and that's what John Tortorella was talking about when he, when he came to Philly. They, they mm-hmm. want to get that back in the in a hockey atmosphere to see what's going on so it's cool today I think the Flyers did a really cool thing moving the game up kind of a really sweet time because if you want to leave afterwards you'll miss the traffic on the the soccer and baseball obviously and right. be home in time to catch the better part of the baseball game and they're going to leave the building open if you want to stay there and watch the game on tv and just hang right there and have a party afterwards I love Hopefully. it <laughs> concession stands are open so you can have yep. beers and watch the jumbotron not too bad. All right, Al. So we have to talk about the first week of the season. There, I feel like so much has happened in just two games. There's good, there's bad, there is ugly for the start of yeah. the season. So let's start with the good, which is the season opener against Columbus. I know we were sitting on the desk with Scott Hartnell. We looked at each other and said, my gosh, they look fast. What's going on? This is a new team. And it was, everything was great the first game. Yeah, there was a lot of energy uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of, they look quick in the game and a lot of it's, a, I guess, adrenaline when you start, although it's the other team, you know, the other team's building, they certainly should have been cool about it, but it, it was a real good vibe on that game and what happened and how quickly things happened. 
uh, how some players kind of step forward just for one game. Yeah, you know, we tend to tend to everybody tends to treat things like football anymore. Every game is the end of the world. Yeah. And it was, a, or you're going to win the Stanley Cup after one game. But we've seen that in the last two years here. But it was you couldn't have asked for much of a better start from the Flyers. Yeah, and you saw the guys that you wanted to see step up step up you know cam atkinson and sean Couturier with a point and tk being tk self getting in fights and starting fast was like the stars of the flyers went out with a bang basically yeah you want that guys that want a leadership role sandheim yeah. connecting certainly you want those guys to to be the guys that really step up in this and to have the veterans coming back look get get a good feel for things uh get get comfortable back in the lineup because no matter how long you played ashland it's a, it's still tough coming back when you have absences like, you know, Couturier and Atkinson had. Right. And they were telling us, you know, no matter how hard they train and, and they train so hard, Sean Couturier is a great example of that. Going through training camp, good. But he said, you know, the soreness after a game is something you just can't get used to. You can't get ready for that. No, there's no such thing as uh, replicating game. Yeah. Uh, you just can't happen. You can you can pretend. Uh, you can have, I think, uh, Friggy, um Fedoric, I think at times when somebody wanted to see if they were ready to play, he'd offer to go bang them into the boards full like a truck. <laughs> but other than that, I don't think my, there's much you can do to replicate anything. You don't want to. You don't want to be the one that that does that and hurts the teammate. But bridging right. a little off. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now we have to go to the bad, and, and it's bad, but it's not really that bad because I think we all saw it coming. The second game against Ottawa we thought it'd be a tough opponent. We didn't see the result coming, but what we did see coming was we knew young guys were going to struggle. And Emil Andre is a great example of that. He did some good. He did some bad. And this is what we're going to deal with throughout the season is young guys have a learning curve here that you're just going to have to go throughout. Yeah. John Tortorella said there's going to be ugly nights or days yeah. in, in this case. And that was one of them. And uh, Andre, I give him credit. He, he got back up into the, into the fight, if you will, but boy, he got trucked. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, when you make that step into the NHL, even after a preseason, the speed's just remarkable. Once, you know, one stride in hockey's a whole lot. And when you're behind the net and they know you're a kid coming in and you're not big to begin with, well, they're going to test you and run over you. And they ran, he got run over, man. And, but got right back up. And that's what I think they have to figure out. Do they want to live with that at the NHL level, level for a while? Because there's a fine line where you want to ruin a guy's kind of confidence, but he doesn't right. seem a guy to me that you're going to ruin his confidence. I, I think I would probably, if it was me, and I'm not sure they'll do this, I would kind of say, you know what, I'll, I'll live with these mistakes and have him do them here, as long as he's in the lineup. If if mm -hmm. he's going to sit a lot, then I guess he's got to go back and uh, try to. I don't know, even know how you pretend to try to get your your game quicker for what's coming because it's never gotten no matter what i mean it's a physical league down there but it's not nearly nobody's coming at him quite as fast right and that's why i feel like when you hear john torrell talk about this that's why he wants to keep them up in the nhl and that's why he wants them to play because there's no way to prepare for this and if the organization's message is true which we both believe it is that this is about the youth about the young guys well then they have to play and they have to stay up here and they have to make mistakes and fans are just going to have to watch it because that's the way that these young guys become the stars that we all hope they're going to be one day. But they do have to play. <clears throat> and with, you know, when Ristolainen comes back, that's a spot. So you mm -hmm. can't have a kid, you can't have them sit. I don't think there's much value anymore to coming up and being around 
No. What I, I, yeah, 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 you've got to play. It used to be okay. Be around at the end of a year. If it's at the end of a year, you have to get used to a locker room, get used to the NHL, what you're doing, how you're doing this. But not right now. So when Ristolani comes back, it'll be interesting to me to see how that decision is made, which puts pressure on the kids right now to like, let's show I let's let's show in the next few games when I'm in the lineup that I can handle this right bull rush that's coming. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That they can belong. And right now there's just, there's so many questions on defense with the Flyers. Yeah. You have Travis Sanheim who is playing a ton of minutes and played great game one, made some mistakes game two that you wish you could take back. You have Cam York, you have, just a lot of adjustments right now and no wrist aligning. And yeah, you're right. What happens when he comes back? Because right now yeah. I think flyers are still trying to figure out what they even have on defense. They do. But I think the Sanheim, you know, Sanheim made a horrible mistake yeah. in the, the Ottawa game. We got, uh, I think it was because Drew picked his pocket and he lost the puck that he should have just, should have just eaten or just, just flipped out uh, instead of trying to make a play. Um, so but I liked what happened afterwards. His game didn't—he uh, didn't surrender anything afterwards. He didn't panic afterwards. He didn't uh, crawl into a, into a hole or like say, "Well, that's it. I'm done for the for the game." No, he came back pretty strong, and that's what they have to have from him. I mean, he has to be their number one guy, and the mm-hmm. number one guy, if he makes a mistake, has to be like a relief pitcher and say, "Oh well, that's yeah. gone. Now let's yeah. let's start over again." And I I thought he did that in this game. So overall, although it was a bad error. I think overall in the two games, he gets pretty high marks for um, ice time. He certainly can eat a lot of ice time. He doesn't um, wear down, it doesn't look like. And this is a, you wonder why he wasn't in this kind of shape previously, because he really, in this past, in this past summer, really got bigger, stronger, mm-hmm. um, a more, and that leads to confidence when, you're, when you've got a base like that, that strong. So I think he's going to be the biggest plus that they have. I think the message finally got through. Whoever talked to him convinced them that, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to spend the entire summer in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like he spent the entire summer in the gym, and the results have been terrific. Yeah, it's, it's noticeable. Everything about him is just a little different. I'm going to tell this story tonight in our game broadcast, but I was talking to him after practice one day, and I just kind of picked his brain of, of how he put on 20 pounds of muscle in three months. That's 
unreal to me. And it was cool. He said at first, he stayed a month after hockey season. He didn't rush to get out of here. He worked with the Flyers training staff for a month in Philadelphia, went every single day to the training facility. Then he had his family members saying, okay, you got to come back to Canada. So he modeled his home gym in Canada, the exact replica of the Flyers training facility. Every piece of equipment that's in Philly went to Canada so he could stick to his routine. And you could just tell how serious he took it. And even just talking to Al, you can attest, he's just more of a confident guy. I, I felt like at times last year, and maybe it was because Travis Konechny and Sanheim's lockers are right next to each other, but I almost felt like he was in the shadows of, of Konechny at times. And now Sanheim is like <clears throat> his own guy. Yeah, the, the Travi. Yeah. Are, now, are, are now like equals uh, when, when you look at it that way in terms of team leadership. Mm -hmm. I also said during the, I think it was the first game, I, I, I kind of offhandedly mentioned in the broadcast that I liked the way he reacted to a penalty that he thought was unfair. Yeah. He was very adamant about it. And it might seem like a little thing, but I don't know that I would have seen that before. He yeah, never I think he never. Yeah, yeah. Wait, waited for a coach or the captain or the uh, whoever got the letter on their jersey at that particular time to say something. But he yapped about it. And it's not a big thing. But to me, I, I haven't covered enough games. I'm like, you know what? That's a guy that he's making his feelings felt and, and in a way making his presence felt on the ice. For sure. And now we, we kind of mentioned the ugly, but the ugly is that game two huh. in Ottawa. What we both believe is... Not, I don't want to say inexcusable, but but a little bit is they just they look so slow. They looked like they were skating through mud at times. It almost looked like the effort wasn't there. And it's game two, and you're wondering how could this happen right now? Yeah, look to me, Ashlyn. Like the some of the adrenaline was gone, but I think more than anything, you know, Couturier and Atkinson I thought didn't have great games yeah. uh, after the first game, and a lot of that is how what we mentioned earlier coming back after a long period of absence from from the league from playing games it goes up and down you, you're not going to have a okay here we go I'm all set and I, I think what you learn is it's not the body part that was injured that hurts <laughs> afterwards it's the other ones that mm -hmm. you haven't trained like even Couturier has been worried about his back Atkinson about neck or whatever and now it's something else like all of a sudden you know well, well you know what more than just that my legs are not used to this <laughs> more yeah. than just that and I think particularly with Couturier, I, I think it, it affected him in that game. He didn't look like he was up to what we hope is uh, Couturier level throughout the game. Um, but, he, but the good news is it's not, for either one, it's not a recurrence of uh, the previous injuries. Right. And still up in the air for Sean Couturier tonight. If he's going to play in the home opener, he missed practice yesterday. And as a whole, Torch has said he's a little banged up, which is to be expected coming back. But when we go back to that Ottawa game, I thought Scott Lawton was was great and honest in the locker room. He always is. And he said it was a problem that they just they weren't aggressive from the jump. And with a team like Ottawa, they didn't forecheck nearly enough. And really, they just got pushed around from the start of the game. And when you're the Flyers, Scott was saying, you know, we have to start strong or we're going to struggle. You know, we where they're on a team out where they can just fix this after one period and come back. Yeah, because even in that game, you know, the goaltending's good, Hart's been good, and mm -hmm. it was like, okay, even though we got trucked in that first period at times, we're still in the game. Yeah. The problem is they don't have the skill level of Ottawa or many teams to say, you know what, we, in, in a blink of an eye, we can get back in this thing, maybe mm -hmm. on certain nights, but when Tippett's not rolling and Couturier's not rolling and Atkinson's not rolling, well, that you don't have that quick strike ability 
uh, that comes back. So it really is, you really got to stay in it. They kept, they were in a game they were totally outplayed in for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. But it's, but you don't have, but when you just don't have that feeling like, okay, here we go. It's going to happen. You have Konechny, uh, but there aren't, there aren't that many. Uh, no. Like, I, like Ottawa is like, oh my God, every time the, the puck's on the stick of three other guys, Stutzel or Kachuk or Tarasenko, it's like, oh boy, here we go. Right. Uh, they don't have, yeah, they don't have that luxury. No. No, and, and Tip, it's been a bit scratching your head. Granted, it's only two games, so I'm being dramatic. But at the end of last <laughs> season, he was clicking. And you talked to him all offseason, and confidence is sky high. and Looks a little lost, Al, I think, at the start of the year. And I wonder if that's just something that comes with time. Maybe. I mean, he's got great boots, so he can fly down a wing. Yeah. Um, so that's what will get him going. He, I think he may be one of those guys, Ash, and once uh, he scores a pretty goal or whatever, a power forward type of goal, roaring in that'll all come back and be more aggressive at going to the net or whatever but i i think he was less than we hoped for yeah in these first couple of games because uh at the end of last year it was like okay here's the here's one of those guys he's going to absolutely be critical and he is critical mm-hmm. uh in addition to the not just foot speed you're going to have to do it with the puck on your stick and be in a position to to get an outlet pass and then just roar down the wing like he does Right. Now the Flyers and all of us, we get ready for this home opener on Tuesday at six o'clock. And Al, I know you caught up with Scott Lawton in the locker room about this. So let's hear from that first. Keep coming back. What could be better? In my age, still doing hockey? It doesn't get any better. What it's all about. What's a, what's a, a home opener, even though you've been through a few, what's it like? Yeah, it's exciting. I think uh, always to get a, a little bit of a clean slate on the air and, and uh, have a fresh start, especially at home. I think um, you get to play in front of your fans and um, have a, have an opportunity to, to get off on the right foot at home, especially. And, and uh, yeah, it's exciting. I feel like a different vibe, not from the team, but from the fan base. You see a lot of people. Different attitude? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I think bringing in Jones and, and Danny has brought that and um, I think Jonesy connects with the fans really well and, and uh, kind of has a clear message for him. So going from there, uh, having that, I think uh, the fans have, have kind of bought into to what's going on here and, and uh, obviously they want to win, but uh, I think they know it's what's happening. So it's uh, it's exciting to to see a bunch of them out there on a, on a Monday morning uh, supporting us. It seems like different fan attitudes toward everything Phillies Eagles I mean you've been here a bit I've been here a long time it just seems a lighter fan base maybe yeah I think uh obviously when uh, the other sports teams are doing well I think it uh it helps and and uh, having the Phillies go deep two years in a row uh brings that excitement having the Eagles that have been really good uh the Union the 76ers so you have all these teams that uh that are doing well, and, and uh, the fan base is, has watched some some good sports in the last two years, so it's uh, it's exciting. Well, you said you could tear up Sealer in a fight. Is this true? Yeah, uh, <laughs> actually, I asked him to go after practice, and he said no. So now we're here. So you just heard from Scott Lawton there, who was one of our favorites to talk to in the locker room. He always gives us the time, and he's been here out for forever, and just a guy that, that's seen it all. And I really like the clarity he was talking about of, yes, they're coming off a, a poor game, second game of the season, but Scott was talking about the clarity the organization has. And he says he hasn't felt like this since back when he was drafted in 2012, that even if it's not exactly what the Flyers players want to hear, just the message that the young guys are going to play, this is going to take some time, but 
just them being honest and, and hearing, you know, what the players want is something refreshing for him. Yeah, they, it's a pretty clear message. Now, the, it, it's two messages at once. And that's what's unique about this situation. It's the message from that to the fans who were at that, you know, we were at that practice, uh, yeah. the, the, the open practice, which was weird to me because there were a lot of people there. And I think they were afraid of Tortorella. I, I felt like I was in the seventh grade in Catholic school. They're all like sitting on there. It's quiet. Like, oh, don't say anything. Or coach is going to send us in the <laughs> time out. <laughs> but I, I think it was, uh, it was interesting to see, to see that the rapt attention uh, on, on what was going on. It was, uh, it, it kind of, like even when we watch as the media, we're all talking and joking around. These people are watching like they're going to get they were tested. They were locked in. They're going to get tested on this. I'm like, whoa, people are serious. They're hockey practice. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, I'm, you know, I couldn't believe it. I, I just know even like playing the house hockey when I was a little kid, I couldn't even pay attention to the drills. These people are locked in solid. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sure. This is These are the Philly fans <laughs> coming into being real serious about this. But, yeah, the message is twofold. One from the front office, um, which at times I think is they're setting expectations very low. Jonesy and Briere doing the limbo so you can get lower with the expectations. But then, but then when they start the game, the expectations go sky high. It's what's different than what the Sixers went through. The Sixers, when they had that uh, process, ugh, when they went through that thing, it was, uh, okay, we're going to be awful. Uh, we're not going to sell any tickets. We're going to have an empty building, and uh, we're going to hope for a top draft pick or whatever. And then the games look like that. This is different. This is like, we're going to rebuild, but you better play hard every night, or you're going to find yourself in the dressing room, and you're going to get cussed out by whomever. Mm -hmm. And the team leaders aren't going to put up with it. Yeah. And there, I think what they're trying to, what they had to avoid was what happened to, in my opinion, the Sixers, like, okay, losing's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Even though you might lose, you still got to be mad that you lost and, and right. what cost you. And then I think that's the double message that's been coming across. And I think the fans pretty much have accepted it. But when you pay that money, like opening night tonight, when you paid your money to go to the game, boy, you want to see an effort. And in yeah. hockey you can always the value the, the value in hockey there is because it's so physical you can you can see that effort right even if if you're not the quickest player or whatever you can certainly visualize not visualize you can flat out see the effort a team's given and in tortorella's case and i don't even agree with it sometimes with the way he wants everybody to block shots i don't know why i want connecting blocking a shot but it does show a determination and it does set an agenda for a team that whatever it takes to, to get a point or two out of this game. Right. He just doesn't put players on a pedestal. So they're no. all the same. And that means TK get in your lane and block a shot. And yeah. there were not enough of those game two. And he oh. mentioned that immediately in post game. Yeah. And he'll, he'll point that out. I, I've said before, no flamingos in his front lawn. Ain't no. nobody with a leg in the hair. You, no. better, you better be there to block a shot. <laughs> Definitely. And it's been cool. I can't speak to the past because I've only been here since December. But you hear, you know, how refreshing this new leadership is. And it was cool yesterday when the Flyers had the open practice and you saw Jonesy and you saw Mr. Hilferty going up and down the stands and shaking yeah. everybody's hands and saying hello and saying thank you for being here. And I don't, at times, I think covering the Eagles over the summer, I think that's impossible to do because there's just so much fandom around. Yeah, the Eagles. yeah. But it was cool, I thought, to see Mr. Hilferty 
taking the time to do that. I don't think you get that a ton in professional sports. No, I call it the Dan band. It's Dan Hilferty and Danny Briere and Jonesy on drums going, <laughs> going, going through and uh, making sure that we appreciate everybody. Yeah. And, uh, it, 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 you know, there may not be time for that in the future. They'll always make some time for it. But mm -hmm. right now, I think they really recognize like these people are in it with us, you yeah. know, and, and it's it's hap it's happening all over Philadelphia. The Phillies have put a mirror on the crowd. Uh, and, and it's part of it. And the Eagles, too. You saw Kelsey at the game. And the Flyers are just going to be a part of that. The fans have become a big part of all the franchises here. Yeah. And I, we were talking about it a couple of days ago. And, and it's funny. I just read an article in The Athletic this morning that basically echoed exactly what you were telling me, how in the past fans weren't always like this. And it's almost like fans have accepted a more patient approach and a more understanding approach. Like no more. They still might throw snowballs at Santa. But in a lesser aggressive way, it seems like. Yeah, you don't want to put a rock in the snowball, but you can <laughs> snowball. <laughs> you can, you can still. You, we still got that in. It's never. You're never going to lose. You're never going to lose that edge. But I do think that there's an additional level of positivity uh, coming out. I think uh, the younger generation of people uh, is like, I think that finally got through. Mostly, we should cheer our team and boo the other team. That's the way it works best. What a concept, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, tonight, Vancouver, what do you think? I mean, they're a tough team, and the Flyers are going to have the motivation of home ice. That's a real thing with a home opener, and you hope that puts them over the edge. Yeah, I was talking to Rick Tockett. Uh, you know, he's a longtime flyer here, and I uh, covered mm -hmm. him as a player. And, you know, his message to that team is they, they can't get their heads really big because they beat Ed, and they kind of trucked Edmonton in a game. And they have to play as a team, not individual. They have some individual talents. Besser is a terrific talent. But I think uh, they're going to play hard with Tockett. And I think that's what the Flyers had better, had better be ready for, uh, that they're going to play a team that's coming in, they've been here a day or two, rested, come in. And, uh, I, and Tockett, I think, is, uh, was pretty harsh on them uh, after, to make sure nothing got to their head about a pretty good game one or whatever. Uh, so I think they're going to have a full effort and I would expect Besser will be a uh, a problem in this game. I thought he was good in one game one, and then kind of wasn't that evident in the next one. And I think he'll uh, he'll have to show his stuff again in this game. So, and it's also sometimes home openers are rough for the home team. Um, you know, just the ceremonies and stuff yeah. like that, and the other team coming him. in. Yeah, yeah, take a take advantage of it. So we'll we'll see what happens. But being a, it, it's going to be strange the the energy from what's going on across the street. And then there's a soccer game that, and it's, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna be a, it's a gonna be a wild atmosphere down. I gotta down think that carries down. over. Like I, I, I got, I gotta think so too. I mean, I, I, I gotta think it's like everybody's just all right. Let's not be the ones to let's start party? this party right. Yes. <laughs> Get the whole of all nights, right nights, yeah. nights. Yeah. And tonight is also the night. So we got to see the Flyers' new locker room yesterday, and all the new oh, player man. facilities in the Wells Fargo Center. It is. It's excellent. And we got to sit down with Jonesy yesterday and really talk through the why. And it was cool to hear Jonesy. He's got his, you know, his sweater on and his slacks on, Mr. Businessman, shaking hands, kissing babies during the tour. And he was talking about how in order to compete in free agency in the NHL right now, this is what you have to do. You have to have facilities like this to attract the big agents. And it was cool to hear him talk about that because he admitted, you know, we're, we're not here right now this season, but 
we're building these facilities for in the future when the flyers are where they need to be, we get the big guns coming in here and saying, look what we got here in Philadelphia. Yeah. And even not, even not coming in, just talking to people that are here on what it's like. I mean, that locker room is sweet. That's I mean, awesome. it is, it is really tremendous. I, it's, it kind of raises your game as a journalist, just going yeah. in to be, to be, uh, to be in that. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but those, those little things, I mean, now a fan will hear it and say, well, they're being spoiled. But when you're a free agent, you're talking, what's it like in Philadelphia? They're going to tell you, you know, you, they can, they know the team. I yeah. mean, they know who's on the team. What they don't know is, you know, we come, we, uh, you travel first class. What's the food like on the plane? Believe it or not. Is there, I'm going to tell you, and you're going to sound like it's all oh, the, oh, I'll treat it like rock stars. They get like a list of things. Well, yeah, you want Wi-Fi on the plane. You yeah. want this, you want that. When I get back to the airport, uh, in the cold, is somebody there with the snow? Believe yeah. it or not. All that stuff. And just think about it. You know, if all things being equal, it's like, I'll go there. Yeah, it's gonna everybody loves it there. Um, And they love Jonesy and they love Briere and they they love the organ, you know, the organizations turned it around the locker rooms terrific. The training facilities are we have our own training facility We have two sheets of ice go one side go the other side. So yeah, all of that really does help. And that um, that locker room is it will not hurt. I mean, even college. I mean, my God, those things are palaces to try mm-hmm. to get people to come. And in essence, that they're free agents, right? Getting recruited, coming in. So, right. I mean, that that's uh, it, it's important. I mean, you can't you, you, you can't undo some things in your um, city at times. Like, you, you know, if you're near a shore, well, we got a shore. Believe it or not, having Pine Valley right nearby is not a small issue if you're recruiting somebody. It's like, okay, have Hart and I'll bring them over to well, not Hartnell, have Briere have, bring him over to Pine Valley and and, sh- and show him a good time over there. And this is what it's like living in Philly. Yeah. Not, no. not that Scotty wouldn't be a good, but I mean, Danny's a better player. Yeah, he'd be there. That'd be there for sure. It is. It's, it's, and it happens everywhere. And it happens in every sport. I mean, you if you're going to play the game, you got to be in the game. And I remember yeah. with the Jaguars, the biggest free agency selling point was no state income tax. That was number one on the list. And I would like know? that. Yeah. We yeah. Can't, do much, can't do much about that here. No, Give yeah. more money to make up for it. And playoff money. Okay, we're going to go to the finals. Okay, well, that'd be fine. Yeah, but it was cool. And free agency, of course, much in the future. But Jonesy was talking about the amount of players that came up to him and Danny and gave him a hug and said, thank you. And just, it, it sounds yeah. dumb and it sounds like, well, they should be appreciated, but for a player to feel appreciated goes a long way. And I think this is a good step towards that. Oh, absolutely. You want that to happen. You don't want a situation where, you know, they tried to get a, a, a player this year and they didn't want to come from St. Louis. You don't want that to happen. You yeah. want this to be a, a destination that everybody comes to. So uh, I think they've come, they've gone a long way for that. Yes, they are well on their way. And we are very excited about tonight, the home opener for the Flyers, Phillies game, soccer match. is going to be an awesome night. So we're very excited. We're going to break this down later on this week. So thank you for listening to this episode of South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original, presented by Jack Daniels, 94 WIP. We will see you next time. Thanks.